Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to The Relatable Podcast, a safe space for open and honest conversations created for Black people. This podcast explores how we relate to one another in our intimate connections, friendships, family, and everything in between. Hosted by three Caribbean women, I am Fiona, a single mom. I'm Shaween, a very near empty nester. And I'm Chantal, a free-spirited monogamist. Relatable, because a shared journey brings hope. Welcome to the Relatable Podcast. And this week, it's part three of our Pleasure Principle Trilogy. So, ladies, how are we doing today? How have we been? What's been going on? Well, in terms of my week, you know what? I have done some kick-fucking-ass research today, you know? Jeez. I have obliterated them motherfuckers today, okay? <laughs> I've kicked ass. I have uncovered some shit okay you know when you find research and you like you proud of yourself well today i'm fucking proud of myself because i'm a great fucking researcher and i'm good at what i fucking do okay um um excuse me the language oh okay (laughs) so today (laughs) i would just like to say that i had an amazing time delving into our histories and i found some very encouraging and inspiring research and I'd like to give myself a gentle pat on the shoulders. I think you deserve more than a gentle tap on the back. Mm-hmm. I think yes. you deserve a lot more than that. Yeah, man. In a nutshell, today I found out that the number one complaint in terms of African spirituality in places like Guyana and Suriname, where the, the, there are like a lot of rivers and estuaries and, you know, a lot of water is mm. the, the number one complaint was that the enslaved kept doing ceremonies in homage to Mami Wata. Oh, Mama really? Yes. I love us yes. so much. Yes. yes. And I'm like, this wow. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. This is beautiful. And it was like on this, on this specific plantation, there were a lot of deaths happening because in the rainy season, the death toll was very high because of people would be getting sick, right? But there was an unusual amount of deaths 
And so they're calling on this Obia man to come and do this ceremony to Mami Water because they only come to her when shit get real. Mm. Like they need her, her to come and heal and to solve this problem. And the way in which that story survived, and it's because they had so much access to water. A lot of plantations were right by rivers because there was just so much water. Guyana is the land of many waters, right? And Suriname too. So I just thought that was really beautiful. And I was very proud of myself for finding that out. That's amazing. Mammy water. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're not even going to touch on the little mermaid. We will. But, at um, some yeah, we will. We definitely yeah. will. I just, I just find will. it so incredible. You know, this is going back so far and it's something that's still being done today, probably. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, amazing. I had found this book, like, from 1893 about Grenada. And mm-hmm. it's talking about how, you know, Grenada have this big lake, right? The Grande Tang, which is, it is like a crater that's filled up with water. And this man was saying, oh, yeah, all these Negroes are climbing up the mountain. And like it was all of these women dressed in deep red dresses and they are wearing red veils and you're carrying white flags and I'm climbing this mountain and playing the drums. And you're going to honor Mami Wata again. Mm -hmm. So it goes to show that we used to go to like areas where there's big water and stuff, right? To mm. do some honoring, some offerings, you know, singing, dancing, whatever ceremony to Mami Water, not just in Guyana and Suriname, right? But in, also in like the smaller islands as well. But we don't yeah. do that anymore. You know, it's been managed to be to be erased. And now, you know, we see like Mami Water or Mama Glow as this kind of scary person boy, don't go by the river because Mami Water will do something bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was just beautiful because to me, 1893, that that's... Not that long ago. No. But it's trying to dig up these things. I think that's so beautiful. So, yes, that was my week. Okay. That was my week of. of <laughs> that was a summary. Teams. A yes. very quick summary. But I, I know that the research and your connection to the research was far more expansive than a, a few minutes synopsis. But we definitely feel it and we appreciate it, B. For real, for real. Um, my week has been pretty interesting i have been in antigua since wednesday i'm still here and i came to antigua to attend the wedding of a very dear friend of mine and so that took place on saturday and it was absolutely beautiful it was so laid back simple just on the beach we kicked off our shoes and you know when you see your friends happy Mm how that feels like you feel a part of that happiness because you know I've witnessed my girl kissing many a frog <laughs> yeah boy. kissing many a frog and to to see her find her forever person and someone who cares for her so deeply and who has prioritized her it was just beautiful you know black love man black love that's so right. that's kind of been my vibe whilst I've been here in Antigua I've also managed to connect with some of my friends here who I haven't seen in a very, very long time. So that has been wonderful. And, you know, it's it's so funny that time really is a continuum and it is what you make it. I haven't seen one of my friends for almost four years. And the last time I saw her, her baby was in her tummy. (laughs) And now she's four years old and I'm like, what? 
Yes. But she came over to see me yesterday and she brought me gifts. Wow. She brought me, she made a green juice for me because I mentioned that I was on my period and I was having some severe cramps. She made a beautiful meal for me. I'm like, girl, she's like, I know what you need. And to top it all off, she brought me a candle. Wow. She said, I know you, Shan. I know what you need. And that in itself was just so beautiful to me. So Antigua, you're making me feel real nice. <laughs> Shereen, how was your week? I'm I'm doing I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing amazing. I can't complain. But before I start mm-hmm. off, Chantal, mm-hmm. I, I could hear those little yes. birds in the background and it just makes it sound so it's beautiful. The parakeets. Yes. yes. They are beautiful. Sounds lovely, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. But yes, my week has been very good. It's all about preparations and going back to work and starting to make connections and seeing how I could hit the ground running now. I'm the holiday is over. (laughs) So it's now time to start bringing in that shmoney money. Um, (laughs) So yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Um, It's been good. It's been good. It's been interesting meeting people, speaking to people, very optimistic. So my week's been very good. That sounds like a good, good place to be. Now that we have caught up on what we've been up to over the last few days since we last connected with our amazing listeners, as Shawin said at the top of the show, this is the final part of our trilogy on sensuality, sexuality, and pleasure, which we have given the umbrella term, the pleasure principle. And so today we are going to be going down the rabbit hole of pleasure and pleasure activism. As per usual, I did my research. Actually, I've done my research a long time ago. I (laughs) discovered or was introduced to the work and writing of Adrienne Marie Brown, maybe three or four years ago by a very dear friend of mine, Dion Elizabeth. Big up, Dion. Dion is an amazing wellness practitioner, yoga therapist. She's just amazing. And she introduced me to Adrienne's work. And one of the first books that I've read of hers is actually called Pleasure Activism. And I was really intrigued by this, I was like, pleasure activism. What what she mean? What's she talking about? So I'm actually gonna give the definition of pleasure activism and how it really relates to our community. And when I say our community, I mean black people. <laughs> to make it clear. So <laughs> if people didn't know pleasure by act- now, I mean, okay. <laughs> Well, I just thought, you know, in case we have any new listeners, it's good for them to have an idea of like, what's she talking about? Our community, Black people. (laughs) So according to Adrienne, pleasure activism is the work we do to reclaim our whole happy and satisfiable selves from the impacts, delusions, and limitations of oppression and or supremacy. So I'm going to go back to that again, right? Pleasure activism is the work we do to reclaim our whole happy and satisfiable selves from the impacts, delusions, and limitations of oppression 
and or supremacy. Pleasure activism asserts that we all need and deserve pleasure and that our social structures must reflect this. In this moment, we must prioritize the pleasure of those most impacted by oppression. Mm. So marinate on wow. that, mm. my fine ladies. <laughs> Let that sit with you. So I'm going to come back to this definition. But what I want to know from you both is when you think of pleasure, what do you connect to? What feelings do you connect to when mm. you think of pleasure? Shawin. Yeah, I knew you'd come to me first. Exactly, which is why I did. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be surprised to know that pleasure mm -hmm. for me comes from many different places, mm -hmm. many different things. I'll, I have a confession. It used to be very, very difficult for me to accept pleasurable things. It mm -hmm. used to be, I used to find it hard mm. to know how to do things that brought me pleasure, that made me, mm. you know, made me happy. I didn't, I didn't know. I don't know why. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but I didn't really take time out to suss out what brought me pleasure, mm. what made me reach that mm -hmm. point of I could say, wow, that was pleasurable because it was I was never really interested, maybe. I don't know. But now I take pleasure from lots of things. And you'll be surprised to know it's the little things that bring me pleasure. It's the small things. It's stopping and, and admiring some beautiful flowers. It's going to a park, going for a walk, sitting under the moonlight and watching the stars. It's little things. It's things that's not costly. Mm -hmm. it's just little things that bring me pleasure mm -hmm. of course we have the sexual pleasure mm -hmm. but that's not what i'm what we, we're talking about mm -hmm. that's not what i'm talking about it's it's mm -hmm. all the other things around it it's it's laughing with my kids right. it's sharing a joke with a friend and i'm laughing so much i cough in i'm ready to choke mm -hmm. you know it's it's these things i take pleasure from maybe going out to a spa or doing nice things for myself Yes, but I don't know. I find I find pleasure in simple, simple things, mm. simple things for me. Mm. I love that. Fiona, when you connect to the word pleasure, how does that feel for you? And what does pleasure look like for you? I would say pleasure is a very personal thing. Okay, like, you know how Shawin says laughing with her kids? That's something that very much makes me happy. But mm. I think... When I think about pleasure, I think about doing something completely on my own terms that involves nobody. Right. So if it is, I guess, guilty pleasures, it's not even say guilty pleasures, but things that, okay, so for example, I know with my history thing, there are certain things that make me happy that I can't share with everyone. Little things that light me up, right? Mm -hmm. That I don't think not everyone will get because it lights me up because I've been reading certain things and it's like a eureka moment. So you have to go through the passage of all of those things to have that eureka moment that makes me happy. So it's like a moment to myself or the fact that I really like very dark chocolates. Mm. I, I like chocolate that's almost bitter and right. most people don't like that. So I will go and I'll buy that dark chocolate and eat all by myself and I'll not tell anyone about it <laughs> because I don't expect them to understand. Right. Right. 
So it's those little things that I keep for myself or even like sitting under a, a mango tree and just having a mango to yourself before you share all the rest of the mangoes with everyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. those little moments of just me by myself. Mm-hmm. Of course, I agree with Shawin, it's like little things, you know, the spas, the sunsets, the flowers, but even just appreciating the flowers it's normally something people appreciate by themselves because they're walking past the flower and they pause and look at it and they have that moment with the flower. It's a very personal thing. That's how I see it. Right. I love that. And it's really interesting just picking up on um, something that you both shared where Shaween said, you know, sometimes she's found herself feeling almost bad for calling in pleasure into her life and engaging in things which bring her pleasure And she was saying, I don't know where that comes from. And then something that you said, Fiona, where you feel like it's almost a guilty pleasure for you Mm -hmm. when you are having those eureka moments, you know, when you're doing your history research. And I feel that it really ties back to something that Adrienne Marie said in terms of pleasure activism, right? And it says, we must prioritize the pleasure of those most impacted by oppression. And so the question that I want to ask, right, is how do you feel that our oppression as a community, the traumas that we have experienced, that our ancestors experienced, ties into almost this reluctance to fully allow ourselves to live a pleasurable life? How do you think that that feeds into pleasure activism and why it's so integral that we almost all become pleasure activists for ourselves and then and then of course in turn for our wider communities well to be honest Chantal you could see you Mm -hmm. could see how for example let's talk about sexual pleasure look at how our grandparents great-grandparents our ancestors look at how they made I think sex in the Caribbean is still something that is taboo Yes, it's still very much you have to be a certain way you cannot do Mm. this you cannot do that they will look at women in particular as well we call them jamets or have all the worst names for them whilst the men are coxmen and doing whatever they want and blah blah Mm. blah you understand it is still very much something that's taboo look at the movement the um, lgbtq movement in the caribbean it's very very i want to say slow I'm not too shocked. I don't really engage mm-hmm. to, to know what's going on, all the stuff that's going on. But mm-hmm. still, we have countries where it is illegal. Yes. Yes. And when you say it, you mean homosexuality. Homosexuality is illegal. Right. These are definitely down to all the oppression, all mm. of the, you know, all the rules. It whittled down from that. Mm. Um, because look at how liberated, if you watch Europeans, if you watch Germans, if you watch Scandinavians, these people are liberated. These people know, Germans especially, when it comes down to sex and sexual pleasure, these people have it to a T, even the French. Mm. However, why is it that we, it's so taboo if a woman says, you know, I'm doing whatever I want for my life, mm. I screen who I want, I'm doing what, it'll be, you'll be labeled as this, you'll be labeled as that. If you dress a certain way, my God, I came down here and I love my sister to bits and I know why she's like that. I understand mm. why. But if I dress a certain way, she'll be like, oh, mm, mm, you'll end up on Lucian memes. Right. Mm, mm, they're going to be watching you, watch people. I'm in my house, mm. in my house. 
and she's wanting me to put blackout curtains. I don't want blackout curtains in my room. Right. I want my curtains so that when the sun rising with the sun, mm. I want to see it. I want light in my room. I don't want blackout curtains. Oh, people will be looking in through your. I'm saying, hey, if somebody wants to look through, it's just like very taboo and very conservative. But we're not flipping conservative at all. Right. <laughs> you get me. Right. Yeah. Um, no, and I'm like, really. what the Absolutely. hell? What the Absolutely. hell? And even in pleasure, when I, in pleasure, not just sexual pleasure, mm. but people don't know how to relax. Yes. They don't know how to relax. They don't know how to take time for themselves. And that's what I meant when I said I felt bad sometimes. Right. But now I'm like, hey, girl, you're deserving. Mm-hmm. You are deserving. It's definitely, I think, has a lot to do with our ancestors and our past, the history, and it coming out of us. It's like it's ingrained. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, colonization right yep. after so-called yep. emancipation yep. just really... Yep. <laughs> You know, it really just continued the work of demonizing our traditional religions, demonizing our innate sexuality. So it's continued and it's passed down from generation to generation. So I absolutely understand what you mean. You know, even within you saying, you know, blackout curtains. So denying yourself the the pleasure pleasure of the sunrise and the sunset and of light streaming into your space, you know, saying to you you can't wear that why can't you wear it why can't you wear it right so and again wearing something that brings you pleasure whether it's the color of the clothing or or the cut of the clothing denying 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 yourself this pleasure because we have been denied pleasure systemically and systematically yes and so it's really for us to unlearn that and to advocate for our own pleasure. All right, so Fiona, I know you have things to say, being the resident historian amongst us. So what are your thoughts on oppression and how that relates, you know, the generational trauma, the history of our oppression, the history of the oppression and demonization of our pleasure as a community? What are your thoughts on that? And how do you feel you know I know that a shift is occurring because people are becoming more aware and more conscious of the impact of oppression on us as spiritual living and sexual beings so what are your thoughts on that I was waiting for Shoin to finish talking Mm -hmm. because I did not want to interrupt Mm -hmm. because I I was ready to jump in at so many points that she brought up but just everything that Shoin said it is because colonialism and slavery, long story mm-hmm. short, if, exactly. if, if she's speaking about how all these Europeans feel so liberated, it's because they did not go through slavery. They did mm-hmm. not go through in terms of being told how to dress, how to wear your clothes, how to walk, how to talk, who to have sex, with, when to have sex, then mm-hmm. also to have Christianity forced down their throats. The modern white person has long been liberated from the obligations of Christianity a long, long time ago. Even if we say from, say, the 1960s when they had the sexual revolution, that wasn't really something that included Black people no, at all. And, <laughs> you know, the, the thing is, it's that if you look at, say, places like Jamaica that has the most amount of churches per square kilometer yes. in the world, Fact. right? <laughs> But it's also the most homophobic. That is not by coincidence. But then in the same breath, it's also one of the number one places in the world per capita that downloads gay porn. 
Yeah. So there's, you know, the specific areas in Jamaica that have ranked the highest in the world. So mm -hmm. it's all of this oppression, repression. And then in terms of that, we have been made to feel, you know, I've been looking in like in the history books and things, they describe like and say people as lazy. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're lazy. They don't want to work. Hold on. You've made, you've enslaved me. <laughs> and because I don't want to do your work, I'm lazy. Indeed. You know, and even looking at how in Senusha, how we describe someone as a negmawa. Mm -hmm. If you look disheveled, if you don't want to go to work, they call you a negmawa. But negmawa was a person who left the plantation, right? So we are describing those who resisted slavery as lazy, uncouth, and uneducated. How that making sense, right? But that's how deep colonialism has been ingrained into us that we even feel guilty for doing pleasurable things like for taking time good. for ourselves right <laughs> yes i mean it's a even, mind fuck <laughs> like as you said one of the biggest mind fucks is i was reading this this book from suriname and basically what happened was the enslaved people they liberated themselves they went to live in the bush and thing right so it's the maroons mm -hmm. then they then you know the europeans were dying and they couldn't handle going in the bush so they contracted some enslaved people to become the militia to go and chase after the maroons to bring them mm -hmm. back in to re-enslave mm -hmm. them and there was this argument with the two groups in the middle of the night and this man was writing about it and yo the militia was saying oh you're lazy and you not don't want to work for massa what's wrong with you right mm -hmm. this was the mindset of mm -hmm. some of our ancestors yeah. Right. That was passed down onto us. And so, you know, in terms of how people think that the Caribbean is so like sexually expressive. Yes and no. Yes and no. I think maybe we're sexually expressive in our music and in mm. some ways our dancing as a response to how oppressive our life has been growing up. Because in terms of you can't, your skirt can't be so, so short the way people speak about each other in society, how men are championed to mm. have multiple lovers and women are shamed. Mm. When that is directly from what we were actually used to do, we were breeding horses almost. Exactly. You know? The men were taken away to impregnate other women on other plantations, other enslaved women, and they were not allowed to form emotional bonds and emotional relationships and so of course that behavior then continued passed on it's embedded in our dna so yep. it's passed on from generation to generation and it's a lot of work to undo that shit but as a community it is our responsibility to undo that shit exactly. and make sure that generations that come up after us do not have to suffer through the mind fuckery and that for me is where pleasure activism comes in it is about centering our pleasure sexual erotic what you know joy happiness all of these things be it through music art advocacy social work all these things that bring us pleasure that bring about change and the key to change is to change our very own behaviors it truly 100%. is you know, because I can't be talking about sensuality, sexuality and pleasure on a podcast and then call it a day. And then once I turn off the mic, I revert back to not centering those things mm -hmm. because then I'm not doing the work. I'm just talking about doing the work. Yes. True. And doing the work isn't always easy. 
It's because we're undoing, we're undoing so much socialization where you're made to feel that pleasures are guilty. So then you have guilty pleasure. No, fuck mm. it. If I want to have the chocolate, I'm going to have the chocolate and I'm going to sit with it and it's going to be a full sensual experience. Exactly. And I'm going to allow myself to enjoy it, to fully enjoy my chocolate. Because why should I feel guilty for having my chocolate? Why should I feel guilty for actually, you know what? I'm going to go to the beach and I'm just going to sit and watch the ocean. And that is bringing me pleasure. Yeah. Right. And if I want to wear the stringiest of stringiest bikinis to do so, I shall do so because I love the color of this bikini. I love how I feel in it. I don't really give a rat's ass how other people view me in the bikini. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's about unlearning that shame and not allowing the judgment of others to infiltrate on our own pleasure. And I think that is, you hit the nail on the head. It's the shame. Mm. It is the shame that yes. we've, that's been brought down from generation yes. to generation. And then we now have to stop it. We have to stop it with our kids. Mm -hmm. We have to speak to the children, let them enjoy things. If they're going to mm. do something, do it and enjoy it. Pass that down to them rather than the shame, rather than the, oh, why you do this? You, do, you cannot do that. You cannot do Oi. And it's Absolutely. always about other people's opinions. Always. And it has always about other people's opinions. It's like we're living to serve other people or to watch other people to 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 right. what people think of us. Yes. Like really? What's the point? Because that's it's what like, we were doing for centuries. But it's it's <laughs> this whole also being a servant to your master, mm -hmm. um, but also being a servant to God and being this kind of pious, mm. self-sacrificing. And then also added to it, I think also like blackness is defined by trauma. Who's had it the most, who's had it the worst. So in the terms yes. of like, if someone is, so remember like how they used to clown Carlton and then one time in Fresh <laughs> Prince and one time Carlton get vexed with Will and say, yo, just yeah. because I, I grew up in Beverly Hills or wherever it is, they, whatever, right? Or belly. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make me any less black than you. So mm -hmm. in terms of how we define our identity as who's, if you live the, like the most ghetto life, had it the hardest, therefore that mm. made you more black and therefore that gave you more street credibility and therefore made your identity stronger. So being, coming from a place of privilege or enjoying nice life made you a weaker person. And then it's also this kind of struggle of like the Bible and we shall overcome and singing all of these hymns of struggling and overcoming. All of those things have been definers of our identities so you know in, even in the same way how we look and see all of these happy white people or carefree white girls that's not <laughs> part of that's not part of mm. that's not what we we saw that's not mm. what we grew up and even looking at hollywood movies when we saw ourselves on screen it was never in some joyous happy like you know i'm watching dread i was watching some kind of tweeny film on netflix and it was just a it was a bunch of tween white kids in high school going through their high school problems right mm. and all of us grew up seeing that right we never mm -hmm. saw black people just going through their little tweeny tr uh, trivial high school problems it right. was trauma gang shooting boys in the hood like real hard stories yeah traumatic no stories yeah father father's gone all um, of those things single mothers there mm. was no all, joy that's all we, no joy no right. joy no, joy. no pleasure there was no frivolous, happy black movies. Yeah. You know, no it's, this is a new thing. It's <laughs> right, a new thing right. now. And we, we love to stay in this perpetual state of struggle. 
because it, it makes you a more endearing and respected person the more struggles that you've been through yeah, even in, in the terms of our music when we talk about our you know hip-hop mm. we talk about our mothers mm. oh my mom she held down three jobs single mama <laughs> right you know what i'm right. saying yeah. yo what if what yo your mother was tired so what if there's no never any stories of yeah my mom was a free spirit carefree mm. skinny dipping under the moonlight in saint vincent <laughs> oh my mama right. and she went to church right. every Sunday and she was carrying mm. the big things of green fig on her back like there's no carefreeness so how are we supposed to even align ourselves with small pleasures in life right so i'm going to ask you a question shereen and fiona actually i'm going to read something to you first which is delving into more of what pleasure activism actually is and it states pleasure activists seek to understand and learn from the politics and power dynamics inside of everything that makes us feel good this includes sex and the erotic drugs fashion humor passion work, connection, reading, cooking, and or eating, hello Chantal, music, and other arts, and so much more. Pleasure activists believe that by tapping into the potential goodness in each of us, we can generate justice and liberation, growing a healing abundance where we have been socialized to believe that only scarcity exists. Ms. Shereen Gonzalez, how does this land with you? It's exactly what I've been doing. Mm. I've deliberately, deliberately been doing things on my terms. Sorry. I'm mm. doing it on my terms. If I want to go out, if I want to eat this, of course, yes, I know I'm big. If I want to eat something, I will not stop myself from eating it just because I'm big. No, I'm sorry. But can I, I ask it. a question? Okay. I'm going to ask you. I'm yes. so sorry to interrupt you, Shereen. Yeah. But big according to who? Exactly. Exactly. Think about who set those standards. Exactly. Big according to who? The Thank same, you. The same Thank people you. who have been setting the standards for us for hundreds of years. Thank you. And then um, um, one thing and one thing I've decided I'm not tolerating. I'm Mm. not going to tolerate it, Chantal. And I remember earlier in the season, you spoke Mm. about it when you went to Nevis and people were saying, oh, Shani put on weight and Mm. this and that. Mm -hmm. I'm not accepting it either. I refuse to. And if anybody come and tell me, if a man say, oh, you're looking good, but the belly, you need to work on the belly, I say, fuck you. (laughs) I love my belly. Indeed. If you don't like to see, don't fucking watch me. Mm-hmm. All right. And this is my stance. This is where I am. I'm not going to make myself feel miserable just to yep. live up to what other people think mm-hmm. is a standard. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Okay. Fuck if I want to, I, love that. I want, and, and, and I've been living my life in that way for a long time, mm. a long time now. And when I explained that to people, when I came here and I said to people, um, Gasa, you see people's opinions, I really don't care. I re- everybody is just like assholes. Everybody have an asshole. Right. I don't need I don't need your opinion. You could keep that shit to yourself. Mm. Okay. And I really don't care about it. 
but I've been, this is how I've been living my life. I've been I love it just so much. doing what suit, doing what makes me happy, mm-hmm. doing what brings me pleasure. And I have to check myself every now and then when I say sure. I'm doing something, I say, maybe I shouldn't be doing that. But then I say, but why shouldn't I be doing it? Exactly. Who says? Why? Who says? Exactly. Who says? Why should right? I be doing it? The little right. white man I... on our shoulders. Who says? <laughs> Amen. Exactly. Exactly. Amen. And that's exactly what it is. I completely understand mm-hmm. what that definition. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And it, you know what? This series has awoken so many things. It just mm-hmm. like it just solidified. Right. It solidified the way I was already mm. and just brought it to the forefront for me. And like, yeah, like with the um the sensuality, the sexuality. I hey, mm. I love this series for that because <laughs> pleasure is the same thing. Mm. This is the way I am. And I <laughs> love that. The thing is, Sherwin, you hit the nail on the head, right? Because what you have been doing is learning from the politics mm-hmm. and power dynamics mm-hmm. inside of everything that makes you feel good. And you're like, actually, fuck that. I'm a big girl according to who? And so what? I'm going to eat this pie. I'm going to wear exactly. this dress because yeah. I love how I mm-hmm. look in it, right? I mm-hmm. love how I look in this yellow dress. Remember the yellow dress? Mm-hmm. Okay. That you were so reluctant to buy. Because you said to me, but Shani, uh-huh, right. And you told me, buy the damn dress. <laughs> you said, showing you love the dress, buy the damn dress. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. So everyone, as you know, I am in Antigua. And right outside my bedroom window, there's a collection of parakeets and the music that these birds have been producing have been so soothing to my soul. So I decided to record a little bit of their beautiful, majestic symphony just for you. Welcome to Under the Mango Tree from Antigua. Fiona, how did those statements land with you? Like Shawina said, this whole series has caused me to rethink mm. um, and to, to be more aware about the things that make me happy and, and the definitions of sensuality, mm. sexuality, and pleasure, and mm. just how repressed we are. We do live in a state of constant lack, scarcity, depravity, and as if we are validated by having less to say oh because we have to be in this perpetual state of suffering to be right. these martyrs martyrs to who though like to exactly who? Mm. To, see, to get a pat on the back and say oh my god she's so strong and she's mm. so pious and she's so i don't know like dignified as if within our community mm. doing things that make us happy equate to having no dignity as if a dignified person is the one that has the least or who laughs softer you know these people who are very tight-lipped and wooden and stuff like that they're Mm -hmm. not they they are associated with being dignified like yeah like that's being stush being stush is what is what how our community calls someone who's very dignified right so if you're laughing loud oh you're acting with no dignity Right. Or if you go to enjoy the things that make you happy, if it's tapping into your sexuality or sensuality or the quote unquote guilty pleasures, those Mm -hmm. things are not seen as being dignified. Mm -hmm. And why? Why? Why do we associate joy? Yeah. Like, why why do we associate dignity with lack and scarcity? Like I said, we have to be these martyrs. Martyrs to who, though? Yeah. Martyrs to who? The good slaves didn't complain. That's right. The good slaves didn't rebel. Exactly. Right. There you go. Right. There we go. There you go. There we go. But guess what? We are not good slaves. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm the worst of the worst there. Right. Right. We are and not good slaves. No slave to nobody. Not. So we are not. We are not good enslaved people. No. Hell no. We are not, and we have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Right? What? What? What's that famous line from the Bob Marley song? Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. Thank you. What? No one but ourselves can free our minds. Right? Yeah. We have to get free ourselves, and in that freeness. 
in that freedom, then the pleasure comes, yep. right? Chantal, that is when it came for me. Okay. And I can never stop saying this. The happiest day of my life was when I stopped giving a fuck. Amen. That was the happiest day. That was it. I remember that week I pulled out about 20 or 30 memes mm. of zero fucks to give. <laughs> I cannot. And I posted them zero fucks. <laughs> So there is it. a liberation it was there like is. a light yes. went out yes, yes it was it was like yes. some a switch went on it's like huh so this this is the life mm. <laughs> this is living i'm in this is living life. hello should we should we know how these happy those happy white europeans you described been living <laughs> yes they're right? living they live in but we have to learn our community has had to learn because for centuries we were denied the basic right of being free yes. and being in our bodies and being sensual and sexual and pleasurable and spiritual beings oh we my darling denied that for centuries so it's a lot of work for us. Don't forget, we're supposed to be seen and not heard, right? Hey. Exactly. Okay, so even our laughter, as you said, Fiona, you know, we, we have to laugh so that Massa can hear us. Mm-hmm. That's why you say, Barla, laugh come from it. We know what come in. I, I, I need to confirm that, but it, it is rumored mm-hmm. that the term barrel of laughs was, and say people used to put a barrel in the fields. This mm-hmm. is in America. When they wanted to laugh, because you're not supposed to be heard laughing, right? That they go and laugh inside of the barrel to stifle it. Wait. That's please, what the please find out if that is the case. I've, okay, I've, please find yeah. out. If, if yeah, yeah, so that's when they say barrel of laughs come from. Barrel but yes, laughs. I will definitely confirm that. Please confirm that. So ladies, I'm going to go down and I'm going to close off the definition because there's so much more to this. And I do recommend that everyone gets a copy of this book. If you're not following Adrienne Marie Brown on Instagram, I advise that you do so. She is a boss. Okay, she is, she has changed my life and I'm still working on some things because we are always going to be a work in progress. We are always going to be healing something. So, so let's not lose sight of that. Like reading this book is not going to magically wipe away everything that, you know, is keeping you down or is triggering your anxiety or your generational traumas are not going to be magically healed. But what this book will do is give you the tools to unpack so that you make space for full enjoyment of your life and the life of your community. It's about centering your pleasure and the pleasure of your community. So pleasure activism acts from an analysis that pleasure is a natural, safe, and liberated part of life. Like that. Hey, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> let's let's go again. What rewind? Yo, yo. <laughs> Real talk. Pleasure activism acts from an analysis that pleasure is a natural, safe, and liberated part of life, and that we can offer each other tools and education to make sure sex, desire, drugs, connection, and other pleasures are not life-threatening or harming, but life-enriching. Pleasure activism includes work 
and life lived in the realms of satisfaction, joy, and erotic aliveness that bring about social and political change. Ultimately, pleasure activism is us learning to make justice and liberation the most pleasurable experience we can have on this planet. So I'll read that again, the last part, right? Mm -hmm. Ultimately, pleasure activism is us learning to make justice and liberation the most pleasurable experience we can have on this planet. Okay? Boy, Listen. boy, boy. <laughs> I don't think y'all should have told Marie me that. Brown. It seems there's a lot of things we should have never tell you. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay, you should have never tell me that. <laughs> we'll come back to step that. step it up 2.0. We, we, we will definitely come back to that, shall we? Because I feel like you're definitely still missing some memos. But anyway, <laughs> pleasure Hard. activism Hard. is the name of the book, okay? <laughs> the politics of feeling good. Because feeling good is actually political yes feeling good for our community is a political act it is an act of revolution it is an act of resistance pleasure joy rest are acts of resistance for the black community let that sink in let that sit with you sit with that listeners and understand on this day that we are recording this episode is actually Mental Health Awareness Day, International Mental Health Awareness Day, right? And we are here speaking of joy, pleasure, happiness. It is our birthright. It is our freedom, our liberation. We have to center this more in our communities as a priority. Sit with it. It's Amazing. also for Columbus Day. Please, <laughs> I beg. Okay, it it's is in America today, day. isn't it? It's Indigenous it People's Indigenous Day. People's Day. Thank you very much. We do not call that name on this podcast. Okay. No, obviously no, we don't. Columbus. Okay, no. So let's move on from that. <laughs> Moving right along, because we don't belong in this here conversation. <laughs> it is honks. You're listening to the parakeets in the background. Yeah. <laughs> so ladies, I have really enjoyed this series with you guys. You know, like you said, it's, it's, it's a cause for a pause. Yep. And really make us reevaluate and do some self-inquiry, do a little bit of contemplation, see where we can make some tweaks. You know, Shireen will include the name of the book and That's the author right. in the show notes. Please, I beg, read the show notes, people. <laughs> <laughs> read the damn show notes. We ain't able with Shawin. We're just not able. Thank you very much. But, you know, speaking of pleasure and joy and sensuality and feeling good. Ah, Nina Simone, we give thanks. What has been bringing you joy this week, Fiona? What has been bringing me joy? Well, I am pleased to announce that I will be going to New Orleans <gasps> for Boku Hoodoo Festival Boku with our homegirl, Chantrell P. Lewis. I am very honored to be part of the lineup. 
I I am going to come hard because I have to come hard. I cannot come soft it's with Chandra. the lineup of people, the caliber <laughs> people from Mama Coco. They're gonna have Jess Jumanji. They're going okay. to be um the Maroons from Suriname coming. There's gonna be some Paolo um priestess. There's gonna be a Voodoo priestess. There's gonna be some Hoodoo, some Yoruba, some Orisha. It is all about our spirituality. African and indigenous spirituality, and they're going to come hard. So I am also going to come hard. We expect no less. So I'm not quite understanding even mm-hmm. why you have to say that. Because well, it you is know, the expectation it's, that you will represent. Because no, 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 no. Mm-mm, permit me to finish. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I'm been saying, <laughs> yes, you have spoken about all these wonderful women folk who will be facilitating workshops at the Buku Hoodoo Fest in New Orleans as curated by Juan Chantrell P. Lewis. But you were called to facilitate this workshop because you are amongst the caliber of the women folk who will be holding space and also facilitating workshops. I just had to say that to make it clear. Okay, okay, I'll, sh- I'll shut continue. my ass now. Okay, yes. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Oh, oh, okay. Continue. I tell what brought you joy. <laughs> that just brought me immense joy, but no. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. What brought me joy was love, black love. You know, the reason that I'm in Antigua, as I said at the top of the show, is that my homegirl got married. She's married now. She has a husband. She's a wife. And like I said, I have witnessed her kissing many a frog and she deserves this happiness. They deserve this beautiful entity that they are now building together. It was small and intimate. Let me tell you, all right. They got married, right? The actual ceremony and the sun, you know, it was the golden hour, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, everybody just looked washed in gold and any photo that was taken, people just look ethereal and just beautiful black in okay and then the post-ceremony cocktail as that was being held the sun was setting and the moon started to rise okay did, did they plan the full moon nope they did not it just happened full. it just it was just a few days before the full so it was almost full right let me tell y'all magic and the water and the sound of the ocean and the, i'm like yo i actually had to walk away Right. And just be in space with myself and give thanks Mm. for that moment. I just looked up at the stars, at the moon, allowed myself to hear the ocean, to feel the ocean spray on my skin and give thanks. I I may have even broken out into Coldplay. (laughs) (laughs) And that may have happened. Wow. Look at the stars. Look how they shine. Yep. For you yep, yep. and everything that you do. I mean, that's, uh, that's words Gasa. right there. That's buzz. Buzz. <clears throat> that song. It was just perfect. perfect yes, yeah, that sample. song guaranteed mm. to make me cry. Don't play that song for me anywhere ever. Mm. Yep. It's curtains. Mm. Okay. Yes, I will not. I'll not cry smaller. You know, when you're crying small and you just <laughs> you can just wipe your eye and just turn your head a little right, bit. Right. Big cry, snort and all. Big cry, big cry. Big cry. When I was finishing A level, 
Right. My art teacher gave me a cassette tape and she was telling me how a great student I was. And I get that woman real here. And she made this tape and then she recorded yellow on the cassette tape. Lord. For real? That's, that's one of the most beautiful things a teacher oh, has ever done. Teacher. For me. Yeah, my art oh teacher. My yeah. God. Yeah. Oh. And hey, so that that because it 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 gave me that. I don't know that I someone I gave so much hell and so much thing mm. to show me love in such a way, an unconditional way as mm. my teacher. And I mean the song in itself, just the lyrics, everything. Now go play that song for me, please. Don't worry. <laughs> this song right here, Fiona. No, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so that definitely brought me joy. What about you, Shawin? My joy, I don't know how some people will take it, but mm-hmm. I took my daughter and my sister to a Kabawait. So Kabawait is a bar, mm-hmm. but that one is like a little sports bar. They have people playing pools and thing. And outside the bar, they had two cars blasting music, DJing, mm-hmm. one, one going, the other, and the other one going, and it's literally just by my house. So I and I was there with Haley, and you, you know the moon was not full; it was almost full. Mm-hmm. I was there with Haley, and I and I, I just wanted to cry. I wanted to cry because I was so happy to be passing on that tradition. <laughs> I love it of Kabawe life, but I love it of Kabawe life to my daughter. <laughs> this is a real Caribbean experience. Okay, yeah. swanky and bars. <laughs> oh, no swanky bars. In, no swanky bagasse. And we we sat outside and we drinking, we drinking our little rum and coke. And I eat my pork mm. and really eat her barbecue chicken. And you know, we just there cooling out, enjoying, and the music playing. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying to Haley, Haley, I miss this so much. Mm. I miss it pulling out outside in a little rum shop mm. just taking it all in and living my best life i was so happy i love that i was so so happy and Haley and i say Haley, this is it you know it doesn't have to be no big expensive drinks cheap cheap <laughs> drinks and we're yes. just cooling out <laughs> yes that's life that was the life so i i passed on the baton to my child <laughs> A very good baton to pass on. Very, a very. How about life you know, in solution? A necessity. Okay. It's an. It's she a, it's loved a, it. She enjoyed it's it. A rite of passage. The rite of passage. <laughs> but it is. Haley, I mean, Haley don't it drink. Haley don't drink. She don't drink mm. alcohol um like that. But she had a mm. rum and coke with me. She said, "Mommy, gonna have a rum and coke with me." What? You. What? <laughs> One sip, Haley. Okay. One sip, Haley. <laughs> But it was so fun. Mm. It was so much fun. So yeah, that's that's what brought me joy, mm. um, amongst other things, mm-hmm. which we're not gonna go into. But that's what brought me joy this week. Fiona, my girl. Yes. Fiona, you know when she says that, we all know exactly what she means. So she might as well just say what she means. Hey, hey, hey! Take it. I, I, I'm, I'm according to the four agreements. Never make assumptions. So <laughs> if you want to assume, then hey, Don Miguel, assume You know what? I don't say no word, okay? Because the whole Shawina said nothing to 
exposed us. Nothing in the literal sense of exposing mm-hmm. what she's been up to, but she's exposed mm-hmm. it all. Everything. <laughs> in these past three episodes. <laughs> assumptions. <laughs> it is How assumptions. We are breaking one of the four agreements. <laughs> we are making assumptions, Fiona. Yes. Okay? And we are taking right. things personally also because she's not telling me. <laughs> So we, we are breaking two of the four. Okay. <laughs> but it's all good, Shoween. It's all good. It's all we will good, respect honey. you need to be coy. And, you know, it's all good. And, you know, one deserves and one is allowed to hold things to yourself yes. and to hold beautiful moments to yourself in this culture of sharing, sharing, and oversharing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we got to hold back, right? And sink into those moments and just have it in your heart and in your head. You don't even have to take a photo, right? So it's cool. We're going to respect that. Well, it's been, (laughs) dare I say, a real pleasure (laughs) having this conversation today on World Mental Health Day. When it goes out, of course, it won't be that day, but every day is a good day to take care of your mental health. Every day is a good day to prioritize your mental health. So we don't have to just focus on that for one day one day a year right as per usual you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast fix please rate review subscribe share tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to come through man come listen to relatable we got you and we'll be back next week with more escapades and very special guests and special episodes and we can't wait to share them all with you and remember as always a shared journey brings hope bye y'all relatable because a shared journey brings hope hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.